for great coverage of Yeovil Town Football Club. Oh, genius! Absolute genius! It has to be Three Valleys Radio. It's just really easy and simple to do, and you can just access it wherever there's an internet connection. It's time for Glover's Golden Oldies. A look back at some of the Glover's heroes from recent years. Well, working for Yeovil Town for 15 years as head of media, I got to meet an awful lot of people and an awful lot of footballers. And, uh, you know, some of them sort of, you know, they came and they went like boats in the night. And others sort of created a lasting impression with you. And certainly one that did uh, was who our guest is today. Uh, I can remember Gary Johnson said to me, there's a new centre-half uh, we've just signed you better get down and take some pictures of him so i went down to the dressing room and there was this guy stood there he was like the proverbial statue of liberty he was huge but it turned out and i thought better be careful this bloke he's the sort of bloke you know i would like to upset him he's big and uh as it turned out he was a little pussycat and he's turned into one of my best friends and that's uh jimmy agri so welcome to the show jimmy Thank you, Agent. How are you, my friend? I'm all right, mate. Uh, still got dodgy legs, but uh, they shoot horses, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> um, Jimmy, it's it's great to have you on, mate. Um, first of all, I must admit, I didn't know your middle name was Emmanuel. Did they make a film after you or what? Well, some of the younger listeners won't understand about your comment regarding the film, but I think my dad was um, named after, after my, my father, so maybe he's five or seven a laugh whatever it may be but um i've been teased about it many times but i'll own it i'm proud of it <laughs> now anyway so so what do you remember of our, our days together at yeovil ever they weren't that long but we we certainly hit it off when you came down there didn't we do you know what i remember you just being a kind smiley man right um and obviously you were smiling a majority of the time you weren't so grumpy like you are now but because <laughs> You know, I still love you to bits. He's my, one of my best mates. It, it doesn't matter to me. But do you know what? You were just welcoming like everyone else at the club and um, we just hit it off, to be honest. Well, we did, didn't we? And then, of course, do you remember all the stick that you took for the photographs we took down at, of all places, Nine Springs? How ironic. I mean, to be honest, it was a lovely location. And I, I just, I knew there was an element of jealousy because I knew with the pictures you took so brilliantly, I could have been in the front of like GQ or, or like you said, Vogue before, you know, but the, the guys they ribbed me for a little bit and it was funny good humour but um, listen I owned it I had um, a nice pair of Levi's on with a D&G top and a little Gucci belt and I thought I was you know <laughs> Britain's top model but no it was it was. Um, I remember it candidly and vividly as well you know they went in Fiesta did you? <laughs> 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 I didn't get any royalties for that, but hey. <laughs> no, I got the royalties, mate. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> Definitely. So, um, you know, what, what do you remember your time at Yeovil? Because, I mean, you arrived when we were just on the verge of promotion and uh, we actually got it with you in the team as well. You know what? It's strange because I was a little bit sort of apprehensive in joining because it was, a, for me, it was... Um, the league below from leaving Talk United and um, I wasn't sure what to, what to what I was going to kind of encounter but when I did get there uh, obviously the, the guys were brilliant and the stadium was a decent stadium in comparison to what I played with before um, top of the league I was thinking okay well they're doing really well why would they need me in a team kind of and um, I played my part but the, the training how Gary managed the sessions were, were full of fun but full of learning um, and I really enjoyed just the whole atmosphere and the whole, the whole like, how do I put it, um, 
the, the kudos or the modus operandi of the club. It was fantastic. Yeah, what well, the sort of camaraderie as well, I suspect. You know what? Yeah, and there's a few characters in there that were hilarious. I mean, Gavin Williams was, was just you know, a, a few sandwiches short of a picnic, but a, group, yeah. a good guy. Yeah. You know, um, Lee Johnson was a quite methodical guy, but funny, good player. Um, you, you had the likes of Skivo, a big character in the change room, you know. Mm. Uh, just some good characters, a really good set of guys that, that gelled together. Was Was Phil Jevons there during that period of time? I think he came just after, just right. after. So who, left, was, who was scoring all the goals at the time you were there then? It was Kevin Gall and Kirk Jackson. Oh, right, yes, yeah. Yeah, Kirk Jackson. I mean, it, it was funny because Kirk um, signed the same time as me and Skiba was a, was a real big joker then and um, he nicknamed him the Alsatian because he said he he um, he's, he's favoured an Alsatian when he smiled, which was like, oh, I said Skiba, that is brutal. But, you know, yeah. that was the nature of football at the time. But, yeah, he was, Gawley was very, very sharp striker. Good, good, yeah. good guy and a good player. I think, you know, working for a football club, you soon realise you've got to have a pretty thick skin to, to cope with all the banter that goes around the place. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, sometimes it can be, you can put banter under certain guises and sometimes you think, oh, that's a bit, that's a very, very close, mm. you know. And, um, but on the whole, at Yeovil, it was, it was a, a really sort of a, a gentle place where, as a team, we, we kind of looked out for each other. So it was a good time for me. I remember my first introduction to the sort of the whole culture of Yeovil Town. This was long before I'd actually joined the club as, as the uh, head of media. Uh, Warren Patmore was playing there at the time and uh, I was going to do an interview with him for a newspaper I was running. And he said, come on down the dressing room and I'll uh, introduce you on that, you see. So like a mug, I went down the dressing room. Next thing I know, I'm in the shower, aren't I? Fully clothed. But that was that was Warren. <laughs> Yeah, he's. A, I, I mean, I've come across Warren a few times, and he's a he's a a, a big character. Yeah, and he that, was. that was the sort of thing that happened, you know, in, in that time. And it's a term of endearment for you just getting your clothes wet and stuff, and that happens in most workplaces. So yeah, yeah that's yeah, that that's a, that you, doesn't surprise me. You've got to take it though, haven't you? Because I remember afterwards, I got out from <laughs> escaped, as it were. And uh, I had to go and do a, a press conference with David Webb because he was the manager at the time. And we were stood there and, and, and there was a, a, a solid floor, like a lino floor. And my coat was dripping and you could hear this sort of drip, drip, drip all through the <laughs> press conference. And David Webb says, there water leaking around here or something? <laughs> and it was my coat. So, so, so I looked very sheepish. <laughs> nothing to do with me, Gov. But uh, yeah, but it was uh, that was the sort of thing you got used to at Yeovil Town, I think, that's for sure. Talking United, 95 games, two goals between 1998 and 2001. So that, that was a, a pretty solid spell in your career for sure, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a solid spell in terms of my, my game time and, and it really enjoyed I learned a lot being there I wasn't obviously prolific as you can see from my goal scoring record um, I've got so I clipped a few bars and hit a few posts but um, you don't get nothing for oohs or ahs um, even if you are in Devon and um, basically I, I learned a lot I played with some good players there My um, I played with Chris Waddle played there for a little while for a few games then um, towards the end of his career and I played with some yeah good players at a good time and it's, it's a lovely part of the world so mm. playing there at the time it kind of you, you could actually play your football and um, enjoy being by the sea and, and just enjoying yourself in terms of a group but a young team was a very very tight group so a special time yeah for me who, who was manager at the time then? at the time there was a guy called Wes Saunders mm. um, he, he was there for the majority of my time and, and Colin Lee oh, um, yeah. oh yeah so it, it was a it was a good time there you know we had some young players Wayne Thomas went to Stoke um, we had a few players who went Neville Southall was there so some good 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 players mm. and then I see you had 71 games at TNS or TNT as I call them 
<laughs> yeah, it, it was a change of scenery for me. Um, I, I've got a friend, Gary Brabant, who I played with at Torquay for a while. Um, and he said to me, look, you know, he's the manager, he's a good friend of his, Kenny McKenna. Would you come and play for TNS? I said, well, let me come and train and see how it was. It was the League of Wales. And they, when they won their league every year, they qualified for European football. So they qualified to play against Man City in the old UEFA Cup at their new stadium um, in the Etihad. And I really, really, really enjoyed it. I played in the game. There was David Seaman and goal. There was um, Trevor Sinclair, Sean White Phillips, Robbie Fowler and Nelka. And um, Tarnak, the left-back for Bayern Munich, who I'm sure you'll remember, Asia, from the 99 Man United-Bayern Munich Champions League final. Um, and it was, it was just a fantastic experience for me. So that pulled me. The, the league wasn't great when you got through the European games. and But apart from that, I, I met some good people and, and enjoyed my football. Going back over your career, can you remember, who would you say is probably the best player you've ever played with? It's a good question, eh? It's a good question, um... You know, it's not an outfield player, it's a goalkeeper. And like I mentioned him before, Neville Southall, incredible, incredible human being, incredible keeper. I remember one game um, at the Vetch, Swansea's old ground, and it was nil-nil. It was nil-nil draw. We should have really lost 7-0. Um, they were singing, my, 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 Delilah. The atmosphere was fantastic. And, um, and Neville got a standing ovation after the game from the Swansea fans. And even I said to him after the game, you were brilliant. He was just so humble, he just smiled didn't take like, compliments very well but he was outstanding and that was the latter part of his career you know he was 42 at the time I think but I, I hate to I, I couldn't imagine him what he was like at, you know, in his younger years I watched him play as a kid on TV but to play with him was an honour fantastic man and fantastic keeper and any any other players fit into that category? you know it's, it's, it's strange because I've played with a varying amount of players but um, you know, one of the hardest players I, I, I played against was um Paul Pesky Solido in training, mm. you know, or Pesky Solido, however you want to pronounce it, in training at Fulham. Whilst I was there as an eighteen-year-old, and he was very, very sharp. He didn't do much in training in terms of his movement, but when he got a chance to score, he finished, and you couldn't get near him. Um, his low sense of gravity and just his finishing ability. So, it's it's a, it's a one I've played against players who've been more, well, played with players who are more successful than him um, in terms of silverware. But in terms of what he did against me when I trained against him and played against him, he was really, really for me troublesome character but a good player and a good guy so TNS where where was it situated it's based in North Wales just past um, not far from Wrexham past Oswald Street around there so it borders oh, yeah. like you know, it goes past the Welsh border so it's like in a tiny little village I mean to be honest it was literally 200 people watching when you played and it was totally different from what I was used to but um, the European football made up for it at the end of the season or the start of the next season so mm. and a good set of guys there as well and a good manager in Kenny McKenna so um, but wasn't it based on some sort of a, a factory or a business or something or have I imagined that no the chairman had a computer business so I think he must have sold it always and he you know made a fair a fair whack from it so he subsidised that the team with his computer company and that's why it was named TNS so uh, then and then a, a little spell at uh, Bohemians in Ireland Really good change, yeah. I just fancied a change, you know, um, from from TNS, and um, had a chance to go out and play in Dublin with Bohemians. And Gareth Fowley was a young manager, the ex Bolton and Everton midfielder. And um, I, I just I ended up signing there. The first game was against Shamrock Rovers in a huge Dublin derby. I mean, it's fireworks. It's live on RTE in Ireland, and I didn't really get the concept of how big the game was. But it's like it's akin to 
Arsenal, Tottenham, or Man City, Man United when Man United get turned over by Man City. I mean, when Man United play Man City, <laughs> um, and stop, it, it was stop, a... <laughs> stop bumbling, Jimmy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, so basically, it was um, a case of I scored in my debut in this game, and it was just a baptism of fire, to be honest. And the guys explained to me the importance of the game, and it made me kind of a cult hero there. And I really enjoyed my time at Bohemians. Really, really did. It was it was a challenging time in terms of I didn't realise how physical it was. There was players like Paddy McCourt, playing with Shamrock, and at court there was Kevin Doyle and Shane Long, and these players were good, good players, good mm. players. Is that Shane Long the same one that plays for Southampton? That's yeah, him. He's a very, very strong striker. He was a young player at the time. I think he was seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. But what he was strong. He chased everything down, and he never gave up. And he could finish. And he was good in the air and very physical. So you don't realise you don't realise how strong he is as a player. Really, really good player. But really good. underrated, I think. Well, look, we're running out of time now, but I can't finish this interview without mentioning this business about you being an actor. What was all that about? <laughs> Oh, my goodness, I can't believe you brought this one up. So um, I've got a friend who, who was on Dream Team, a programme on Sky One series. And basically he said to me, would you like to come on and do a bit of acting? I said, well, come on, it's not my forte. But anyway, he pulled my, he, he convinced me. And I went on there and he, he gave me a character name of, of William Laurent Diop. Basically, they said I looked like um, Booba Diop, who played for Fulham and Senegal. Um, but I personally felt I had a, I've got a better jawline in him, a bit more cheers and a bit more, you know, pleasing on the eye. But I took that and I did a bit of acting there. Yeah, I did a bit of, um, a bit of dialogue. It was a bit too close to football for me in terms of like, you know, revisiting the whole football thing. So I kind of, I brought it to an end after about six to eight months. But yeah, it was, it was a good experience, put it that way. And I learned a lot about about camera and film and lots of things about TV. This is Three Valleys Radio. Check out our website at www.threevalleysradio.com.